Go Your Own Way is brought to you by HCN, your source for original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news. Enjoy the adventure! Hey everyone, welcome back to Go Your Own Way, the greatest podcast that has adventures which are chosen by us and listened to by you. This is your host Peter, and we're actually going to pick up from our story that we left off in our last episode, which is called uh, The Adventures of Phoebe McGee, Episode 1, The Lighthouse. And if you may remember from last time, uh, I was a magical backpack, and what were you guys? I was a bro. I was a lawful good talking sword. Right, right. So where we left off last time with the story was um, after we explored the beach and a shipwrecked lobster boat and found some interesting items, we went up inland just a little bit and met up with an old friend of ours named Maze, who's an old woman, and she just invited us into her house. And uh, we're going to talk to her now. And we have like 20,000 options. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay, so we can say nothing, which seems illogical. Yeah. Uh, we can, s- <laughs> we can say, <laughs> I'm gonna say something. Oh wait, never mind. Uh, I saw a huge crow at the shipwreck. I saw a captain's log on, on the shipwreck. I think I saw a swastika on the shipwreck. I saw a shipwreck on the beach. I found a rosary in the shipwreck. How are you doing, Maze? Tell me about your garden. Why did my parents send me away? Okay. So. Um, I'm going to guess that we might be ending up talking to her about all of these things. Maybe. Maybe. But what are your guys' top top picks here? My top pick is the swastika. <laughs> I think that's my top pick, too. Okay, that sounds good to me. Ding! Maze, Ding. I saw a small swastika dug into the wood of the wreck. Why would the captain do that? Maze replies, oh, I'm sure that wasn't the captain, Phoebe. Someone or something else put it there. Maybe to brag, or maybe as a warning. Something, Maze. What do you mean by something? Phoebe, I don't really know, Maze replies. But the hesitancy in her voice tells Phoebe that she knows more than what she is telling. Evil crow! So did the crow, like, peck the swastika into the... Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we're back at the other choices again. I guess we could show her the rosary. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that might be... Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Maze, look what I found at the shipwreck. A rosary wrapped around a broken wheel. I wonder what it was doing here. Phoebe gives the rosary to Maze. You have to open up the backpack. (laughs) She turns it over in her hands, touches the beads, and for a few moments reverently runs her fingers over the cross. Then she hands it back to Phoebe. When she does, Phoebe can feel the beads now have the warmth of life, not the clammy feel of death. Ooh. That was really dramatic. Maze is like the opposite of the death of the ocean. <laughs> uh, not sure what that means. Maze has tears in her eyes. What a sad thing to happen. That's horrible. So, should we say something else to Maze, or should we give her the rosary? No, I don't want to give up the rosary. Might, why would we just would we give, give it, it to her? Because it's not really hers. She's not but asking for it or anything. We, think, we might need it to, to protect us later. from the evil crow. Okay, so we'll we'll keep it. Do you want to tell her about the captain's log? I don't know if that. Oh yeah, because that said help us, right? Yeah. Yeah. It might be worth bringing up. 
Maze, I saw the soggy logbook on the shipwreck. I couldn't read the writing in it because it was all smeared. I could only make out a few letters. I'd bring it to you, but it was falling apart. I think the last entry might have said, God help us. Maze replies, that must have been the captain's log. Well, what other log would it have been? <laughs> I wonder what caused the wreck and where the captain went. Well, I'm glad we're finally on the same page. <laughs> so we can tell her about the crow. We can tell her about the shipwreck in general. We can ask her how she's doing. We can ask more about her garden. Or we can ask why our parents sent us away. Evil crow. Yep. Phoebe's eyes brighten and her heart quickens. Maze, I saw a huge crow while I was on the shipwreck. Why is that the thing that she's all scared most about? Because it's evil. That's true. I'm really hoping Maze just says, yep, crows exist. <laughs> oh my god. Nothing unusual about that, Phoebe, Maze replies. Oh, dang it. Maze, <laughs> that big old crow sat there, and I think it was staring at me. He was checking me out, glaring at me with those beady eyes. That's not usual, is it? Well, crows are a curious bunch, Maze says quietly. I don't know. Strange things have been happening lately. <laughs> Paranormal crotivity. Aww. That wasn't even a pun. That was just... That was just bad. Dumb words put together. <laughs> um, just like our show. Uh, so, oh. should we tell her... <laughs> Should we tell her about the shipwreck? Sure. I guess. We might as well. By the way, Maze, after all these things I told you about, I saw a shipwreck along the shore. <laughs> it looks like a lobster boat, maybe. Um, it's all scrunched up on, in, on the sand. Maze frowns. Did you see anyone, Phoebe? Maze looks out the window to gaze at the ocean. No, Maze, but I saw the eel crow. <laughs> she actually, she says, no, Maze, but the boat won't go out anymore. Right, that's what a shipwreck means. <laughs> so I guess we should ask her how she's doing? I guess so. How you doing, Maze? Phoebe asks. Maze looks up at Phoebe. Well, thanks for asking. You know, Phoebe, I've lived all my adult life here. I lived in Acadia Island as a child. So we asked how she was doing. We didn't ask for her life story. <laughs> this is what happens when you talk to old people. Right, hurry it up, bitch. <laughs> I went off to school on the mainland to learn to become an elementary teacher. I taught in a one-room schoolhouse in rural Maine. Then about ten years later, I realized I needed to return here. Maybe because she was a Nazi. People didn't like Nazis. Maze looks out to the sea for a moment. She cups her eyes against the mist and and seems to be searching. Then she shakes her head and turns to face Phoebe. Oh, I had a happy enough childhood. My pap whipped me only once. Never did that again. Not if he wanted me and my mama to stay. He didn't drink rum after that. He'd bring me candy sometimes on his way home from work on the mainland. He never took to fishing. That's dark. But at least he brought us candy. Brought her candy. Yeah. It's always one way to heal the beatings. (gasps) Phoebe adds, My dad would bring me candy too, but that was before the depression. Maze wipes moisture from her face. Terrible thing, the depression. I make it all right now, but something is happening, something real important. I'm glad you are here now, Phoebe. I have the feeling you are part of what will challenge us. Shit, we're secretly a Nazi. Oh, no. (laughs) Are we Maze? And 
our own or Phoebe is like Maze's youth personified and it wanders because Maze had such a terrible childhood that now she pretends to be Phoebe with a less terrible childhood. Yeah, a less terrible childhood where she gets abandoned on a strange island (laughs) by her parents (laughs) to live with her grandpa who's mysteriously disappeared. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. So we can... Oh, okay, now we have an option to tell Mace how we are doing. Or we can ask about the garden or why our parents sent us away. Uh, I feel like we might as well tell her how we're doing. Yeah. Well, May settles back in her rocking chair. Phoebe, how are you doing, girl? Life okay for you? Phoebe rolls her eyes. Maze, I'm 13. I like listening to the radio, especially the Green Hornet and the Lone Ranger. Mama won't let me wear makeup, but I have some under my mattress. Little rubble. <laughs> so the bro has, like, makeup under his mattress. You gotta hide it from everyone. They can't know. They can't know what I really feel inside. Them secretly. A woman. Um, Is that why you're a pyromaniac? Yeah. Yeah. So I like to burn things. Gotta let the feelings out somehow. Yeah, exactly. I thought you meant because he's actually a woman. <laughs> that women are somehow pyromaniacs for some reason. Oh. No, that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> Maybe they are, I don't know. Tell us on our Facebook page. I don't think you'll tell on me. I like Girl Scouts. I hate boys and teachers. Maze laughs. Hate boys? Phoebe, that won't last. Oh, Maze knows all about not hating boys. (laughs) I love when adults tell kids that, like, someday you won't. Like, they're not going to find out on their own at some point that boys are not gross. Like, I don't know why you have to need a kids like that. Well, boys are still gross. We just learn to overlook it. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Very, very accurate. Yeah. I honestly don't know how you women do it. Lots and lots of patience. <laughs> and alcohol. And alcohol. <laughs> um, I believe Phoebe is saying this. They think they're smarter and stronger than me, but I can outrun and outthink them all. Phoebe thrusts both of her arms into the air. Check out these guns. <laughs> <laughs> you won't tell anyone about the makeup, okay? No, Phoebe, I won't tell if you don't tell your ma about my tobacco, Maze laughs. And by tobacco, she means her relationship with... Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm trying to look too deep into this story. Maybe. So we can ask about the garden. We can say, what do you think of me? That's tempting. I think I want to do that one. Or why did my parents send me away? Let's uh let's keep going down the path of Yeah, let's just keep going down the list. More about me. <laughs> Phoebe asks, Maze, what do you think of me? Well, I know you're an impatient thirteen year old girl. Kinda skinny too. Even so, I admire your gumption. Dude, we gotta lift you... more. Oh man. I've always wanted to have gumption. <laughs> <laughs> well now you got it. You got spirit, girl. You may be a youngin, but you're leaving the girl behind and gaining ground on the woman. Maze looks her up and down and smiles. Phoebe looks down and sighs. After a moment, Maze continues. Now, girl, don't you fret none. Your real talent is in here. Maze points to Phoebe's chest. 
So she's saying that our talent is in our, in our developing breasts. She's telling us to be a prostitute. Yeah. Some girls your age are all hat and no horse. A first grade primer with a fancy book cover. You, my dear, have what it takes to make a great story. Oh, I'm sure the sailors will have some great stories after that. Um, when she's not 13 anymore. Hopefully. Right. Maze laughs. And you have the horses to make it happen. Oh, lordy, yes you do. What the fuck does that mean? Did I don't... you guys call our chess horses? <laughs> I've never heard it referred to as such. Um. Well, you know, I feel like that would be what a bro would call breasts. To be like, hey girl, show me the horses. <laughs> hey girl, that's even too dumb for a bro. Show me the horses, please. Try that sometime. See if that works for uh, you, and then let us know in the comments. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were telling me to try that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Call a woman's breasts horses and see what happens, listeners, and tell us on our Facebook page. As Jen just Maybe said. it's a main thing. I don't know. Could be. Um, <laughs> you have the horses to make it happen. Oh, lordy, yes, you do. That's the. That's one of my favorite lines now. Phoebe's voice drops to a whisper. Not sure what you mean, Maze. Well, Phoebe... I am just carrying on. Don't worry not about this. My story's not done. And you're just at your first chapter. So basically she's saying that she's old and doesn't know what she's talking about. That might be why she called them horses. <laughs> she's just senile. <laughs> she's had a stroke. So what does it mean when you go to, like, the horse races? <laughs> There's an image for you. Wow. Okay. So, we can ask about her garden, or we can ask why our parents sent us away. I Let's save the parents thing for the end. <laughs> like, okay. we've been having this nice, pleasant conversation. Like, what? And then we get all bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maze, enough about my horses. Tell me about your garden. Uh, well, Phoebe, it's hard to get fresh vegetables living on an island. Again, that's probably an innuendo. Um... <laughs> So, so I'm growing onions, lettuce, green beans, and some Swiss chard. I also have some tomatoes. She takes aim and spits a wad of chewing tobacco at a nearby beetle crawling across the floor. It misses, and the beetle hustles into a crack in the wall. Wish I had corn. The earth up here is rich with all the mulching I have done. Maze sighs. Jeez, your tweezers. Look what I just did. Now I have to clean that up. Would you have not <laughs> cleaned it up if it hit the beetle? Yeah, because it would have been on <laughs> <Maybe>. the beetle. <laughs> uh, Maze know. walks over to her sink, gets a wet rag, and cleans the tobacco off the floor. Bad habit, that, she mutters as she returns to her seat. Didn't she get, like, one of those those little bowl thingies that they spit into? Like the spittoon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be more efficient than just spinning all over the floor Yeah, it hits a beetle. So when there's no beetle around, does she just not spit it out? She Maybe. swallows like, it. Days on end. Oh. I met a guy who uh, did chewing tobacco and he just swallowed it. Really? Oh. Yeah. Doesn't that screw you up? I'm sure it does, but he was 
Dang. He was a manly man. <laughs> he was the original bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was a bro before. It was cool. Oh, man. I just imagine, don't that, like, screw up your throat? And... And your stomach? Everything? In your stomach, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm sure that that is not a good decision, but... <laughs> well, listeners, tell us on our Facebook page if you smell tobacco. <laughs> oh, damn it. Alright, so... We can say, why did my parents send me away? Or we can say, Maze, why do you chew tobacco? That sounds amazing, I think we have to ask her that. Oh, yeah, I want to know why she spits it at Beatles. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the, it's the question isn't why she chew it, why she spit it at the Beatles. Yeah. Phoebe looks sternly at Maze. Maze, why do you chew tobacco? That's not very ladylike. Maze produces a little napkin from her pocket and dabs it in her mouth. Would you like some? No! Ugh! Phoebe never liked kissing her grandpa when he was chewing. Um, Maze laughs. Good, because I was just kidding. You're too young to chew. That's an ugly habit for sure. Makes your teeth yellow and gives bad breath. But how many bad habits can a woman like me have living alone up here? I think the good lord will let me take my tobacco inside the pearly gates. Besides, I almost never spit in the house. Likely story, Grandma. Uh, Maze continues. My grandpappy was the king of chewing. My ma was always yelling at him to chew outside. He'd miss the pot in the house and put mush on the floor. Then he wouldn't hear the end of it until he was washed it up. Phoebe groans. Mush. Oh, heavens to Betsy. My mom would have a fit. Mace chuckles. My ma certainly did. So grandpop, so grandpap would go outside, even when it was snowing, and he'd do his chewing there, out back. Sometimes he'd chew inside if my ma was not there. Well, I'm sure she'd figure it out when she'd see it spit all over the floor. Mm-hmm. So, now we have to finally ask the question. Maze, why did my parents send me away? I don't know, Phoebe, Maze replies. You'll have to ask her Grandpa Jake about that. And I'm not sure what he would say. The lighthouse is dark, and he hasn't come to see me. Maze looks east of the lighthouse in the distance. I'd go to him, but these old bowed legs wouldn't make the trip. Uh, He brings me vittles after visiting the grocery on the mainland, but he didn't show up last night, so I'm worried about him. See, he's usually very consistent with showing up at night, but then he's Oh, baby. Girls like a guy that's consistent. Yes, you're correct. So we can see that Maze enjoys the consistent company of Grandpa Jake. Yeah. Until now. There's nothing more for us to talk about. So, ding ding. Um, A fireplace on the east wall. Actually, before I say that, I wanted to say, why did we ask Maze about our parents? Because does she even know our parents? I think she does. She must have. But she lives on the island. She lives on the island with our grandpa. Our grandpa knows our parents. I feel mm. like she's gone to visit this island before. She knows her way around. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she knows Phoebe, but I don't know if she knows her parents. Probably. I don't know. I was also wondering earlier how Maze knew so much about how the lighthouse worked. But I'm sure... The information was passed to her during some pillow talk or something. <laughs> I mean, sooner or later, you gotta get around to talking about work. True, true. Also, the procedure, while apparently not for 13-year-old people, 
uh, did sort of sound about as difficult as lighting a candle. Mm-hmm. Which is lighting <laughs> a big candle. Yeah. Is that an innuendo? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like you missed a couple really good innuendos in there. Like with the mulching, I, I thought one was coming there and it didn't. And I was disappointed. Uh, so, well, sometimes I see one of them thinking I should, probably shouldn't because this is a 13-year-old girl. 13-year-old girls are probably just as filthy as 13-year-old boys. They're just better at hiding it. Well, you don't know that. I think You're... when I was 13... Hmm. No, I guess I was a little dirty-minded, but I was still all about, like, rainbows and unicorns and just, Yeah. Uh, should we keep going? Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. This one's long. This, the, the length rating is only six out of eight, but... We haven't like died the... yet, guys! That's... That is... Yeah, that's worth something. We haven't died yet. Uh, a fireplace on the east wall has a cozy fire. A cast iron stove and a small pine table and chair across the room. Actually, I already read this. Yeah. Let's get out so, of the house. Although he said talk to Maze as often as possible, so should we talk to her again? And just keep asking all the same questions? In an endless loop of time. <laughs> I followed your advice and nothing happened. <laughs> the story is awful. <laughs> okay, let's leave Maze's home. Maze's vegetable garden. Uh, we're back there. <laughs> we better get out of so there we too. Can, I guess, because we can't knock on Maze's door, but there's no reason to do that. East to uphill path. Uh, let's see. So we're back at our choices of... So we're not going to go back to Mesa's Garden. So we can go north to the clearing, or we can go east toward the lighthouse. Is it time to check out the check lighthouse? check out the lighthouse, yeah. I'm a little okay. worried about Grandpa. That's true. I'm sure Maze is, too. Uh, at least part of Maze is. Is worried about part of Grandpa Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Okay, let's go east toward the lighthouse. As Phoebe walks along, she can see a lighthouse overlooking a cliff to the east. The path continues to the east, toward the lighthouse, and to the west, the uphill path. So, we can go west to the uphill path, or east toward the lighthouse. So I guess we just keep going east. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of reading, hooray. Phoebe is on a grassy area around the lighthouse. She gazes up at the lighthouse. The foundation of the impressive column is stone that rises about 10 feet off the ground. The remainder is brick painted white. About halfway up is 125 foot height uh, is a narrow window. Above the column there is a steel or iron capital that supports the central room and catwalk that looks like the crow's nest at the top of a ship's mast. Ooh, so maybe we don't want to go up there. Inserted into the middle of the nest is a bronze and crystal cage that holds the lighthouse lantern, protected by a scaled copper dome. High above, topping the dome exterior, is a brushed copper statue of a swan with its wings spread in flight. A path from the lighthouse continues north along the cliff and west on the path. To the south, the cliff drops dramatically, blocking travel. Well, that goes without saying. Caw, caw! Uh-oh. Oh, no! Phoebe looks up and sees a tiny brown sparrow, okay, flapping its wings furiously as it stands on a narrow edge of a solitary window high on the lighthouse. Two dark shapes hover nearby, their wings buffeting the tiny creature. The sparrow bangs against the window, 
which remains intact despite a single crack. One of the dark shapes, a huge unnatural crow thing, crow thing, lunges and stabs the tiny bird with its beak. Jesus! The, <laughs> the sparrow flutters off the ledge and begins to fight back. It darts in once and stabs. The crow thing flutters back. Then, the three creatures hover near each other. Phoebe imagines the heart of the little sparrow beating so fast it's about to burst. Then, caw, caw! The crow things attack with wings beating furiously. For a moment, the sparrow is hidden in the feather cloud of darkness. That's a weird image. Mm -hmm. Then, it spirals downward in a slow drifting arc and crashes to the earth. The crows glide downward to hover over the still bird. One lands near the tiny creature and struts around it in some arrogant display of bird dominance. <laughs> <laughs> Teabagging the sparrow. Oh. Then the crow thing gives the helpless creature one more stab. The victor flaps its huge wings and rises from the ground. It sees Phoebe. Oh crap. What? The crow thing slowly flies over to her, close enough that she is buffeted by the air from its beating wings, but well out of her reach. It cocks its head and gazes at her for a moment, studying her like it would an insect pinned to a display case. Caw, caw, caw! The creature spreads its wings in a defiant challenge. With a furious beat of its wings, it rises higher into the air and flies off to the east. Oh, God. Wow. So, I was just wondering there at the end, I wonder, like, we've been joking that it's a Nazi crow, but I wonder if, like, if you get in deep into this, like, the crow symbolizes the rise of Nazism or something. Jeez. I would not be surprised. That was uh, that was super creepy is what that was. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, we can go west along the path. I don't remember whether we were going... We came east to... Oh, we, we were, going, we're going east, so we don't want to go west. Uh, so, we can go to the path behind the lighthouse. We can enter the lighthouse. Or we can view the injured bird. Oh no, I hope the crows didn't attack Uncle Jake. Ooh. I just thought of that. That's sad. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can look at the injured bird and then go to the lighthouse. Yeah. Alright. Because this this character seems to like to observe things. I think that's fair. So, you guys okay with that? Uh-huh. Phoebe thinks the small bird is a sparrow. She can feel its heart racing in her hand. So she knows it's still alive. The bird's feathers are in disarray, and she can see several on the ground. Its eyes are open, but the breathing is labored. Phoebe thinks, I don't think this bird has long to live unless I can find help. Ooh. Oh, we better Quest. go to Maze. So how, <laughs> how come the bird isn't going to our inventory? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. So we can go back to the light... Our, so I guess we should take the injured bird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now it's in our inventory. See, I was right. She put it in her backpack. Yay! That's good for a bird that's having labored breathing. Phoebe gently picks up the bird and strokes its back. It trembles slightly to her touch, but it makes no effort to fly away. Probably because it's dying. Phoebe announces loudly, hoping the creature who attacked the small bird will hear. No, come after me, you brutal bully. Try it. She looks at the bird in her hands. Now, little one, let's find someone who can help you. We can go back west 
presumably back to Maze. We gotta go back to Maze. We gotta save the or bird. Go Alright, should we go west? Let's save a bird. So, keep going west. Another ding. Um, west to Maze's Garden, another ding. That's a triple dinger, everybody. <laughs> so let's knock on Maze's door. Another ding. After a moment, Maze opens the door. Welcome back, Phoebe. Come in, dear. Please come in. <laughs> Phoebe could enter Maze's home or leave. Why would you leave? <laughs> we ran halfway across the island baby. to go back to her house. <laughs> Ding, enter Maze's home. So, same description of the inside of Maze's home, but now we can give Maze the injured bird. Give her the bird. Let's do that. Maze, I found this injured bird. Just outside the lighthouse. It was fighting with a much larger bird. Sadly, it lost. Uh, Mace gently takes the bird into her hands. Then she lifts it to her face and whispers something Phoebe cannot hear. Thank you for your kindness, Phoebe. Uh, please wait here for me. I'll be back after I see to this brave little bird. Remember? Did you guys see the first uh, Hobbit movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, remember... When Radagast, the forest wizard, when like that hedgehog is dying and he's like whispering magic to it, yeah, and then heals it. Do you think that's what Maze is doing with the bird? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe she's actually a wizard or a witch, a Nazi witch. You never know. After a few minutes, Maze returns. I treated the bird the best I can. Now it needs to rest. I am very happy you made the effort to bring it to me. What happened? It was the crow's maze. There were two big nasty crows that attacked it. Maze's eyes narrowed to a glare. It must be starting. What? <laughs> what the f- Phoebe asks, What is it? What is it, Maze? Maze's eyes soften as she looks at Phoebe. Not now, Phoebe. Not now. You can't wow. say things like, It has begun. And then be like, <laughs> Not now. So... Apparently she's worried about it, but not worried enough to tell Phoebe about what's going on. <laughs> Which yeah. is okay, I guess. So, okay, ding, continue, ding, leave Mace's home. Um, so I guess we're going to go back to the lighthouse? Mm-hmm. East of the uphill path, uh, east toward the lighthouse, east toward the lighthouse, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so, we can enter the lighthouse, or we can go to the path behind the lighthouse? I think we should go behind. Uh, okay, sounds good. Ding. Phoebe is on a dirt path from the lighthouse to the adjacent oil shed. She can approach the shed, or return to the front of the lighthouse. Oil shed. Let's Might as well it. check out the shed. Yeah. See what kind of oil Grandpa Jake is hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Phoebe arrives at what must, must be the lighthouse oil shed. She opens the door and peers inside. A large metal tank on thick iron braces. White paint is flaking off, revealing a rusty surface underneath. A large faded label reads, Kerosene. A thick rubber hose with a nozzle is connected to the tank. So, we can either drink the kerosene or go back to the lighthouse. I'm kidding. <sighs> we can just go back to the lighthouse. Dang. Uh, so now we go to the front of the lighthouse, another ding. Oh my god. And now we 
Enter the lighthouse? It says enter lighthouse, but in parentheses now it says no. I don't know why. That's I weird. I don't know, but let's go. Let's try it. Phoebe approaches the door and tries to open it, but refuses to budge. Wait, did I say she refuses to budge? <laughs> <laughs> I meant the door. Sorry. It's late. She pushes hard. The door opens very slightly. It seems to be barricaded on the other side. Oh no! Hello, Phoebe shouts. No answer. She stands back and looks up at the top of the lighthouse. No sign of Grandpa Jake. Ten bucks says that he's the barricade of the door. Oh, yeah. That's so sad. I'm really sad now. <laughs> Phoebe is on a grassy thing or blah, blah, blah. I guess we go west along the path. Because we've already done the other options. I guess so. Ding, I guess? Yeah. As Phoebe walks along, she can see a lighthouse overlooking the cliff. Obviously, that's the lighthouse we were just at, unless it's another one, which I doubt. Uh, so we can go west through the uphill path, or east toward the lighthouse. I assume we go west. Ding. So we're back at the crossroads, going either to Maze's Garden, the beach, or north to the clearing, which we have not checked out yet. I guess we should check out this clearing. Yeah. Phoebe enters a grassy area surrounded by trees. A path goes uh, through the forest to the south and the west. Phoebe can see what looks like a treehouse high in a nearby oak tree. Ooh, I didn't was expecting this. Phoebe also sees an old rusted derelict with broken windows parked in the weeds. Hmm. So is a derelict a car? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. That, I thought it meant like a hobo <laughs> until it said windows and stuff. So we can go south to the uphill path, which I think just goes back. Yeah. So we can approach the large oak tree. We can approach the rusted car. We can go west along the path or wait to pass the time. Let's check out the tree. All right. Ding! The massive white oak towers over others nearby. It stands in a small clearing as though the forest itself has retreated in obedience to give it space. Through the leaves, Phoebe can see a treehouse perched high above on the massive branches. She stands back to admire its beauty. So, we can climb up the tree or return to the clearing? Climb this is an adventure, so yeah, maybe we should yeah, climb. Yeah, we might as well climb. Ding! That's the sound of us climbing a tree. Ooh. Phoebe jumps up to grab the lowest branch. Then she pulls herself to stand on it. But then she... Slips and falls to the ground under the oak. She's bruised, but not seriously hurt. That was close. See what happens when we do more than just observe things. <laughs> so we can approach the rusted car, go west along the path, or wait to pass time. Let's go get tetanus. Let's go get tetanus. Phoebe is surprised to see a Packard Super 8 club sedan pushed into the weeds on a slight decline. Now how... Oh, okay. Phoebe recognizes, I was about to ask this, Phoebe recognizes the Packard and the model because she and Grandpa Jake often visited the Packard dealer when they went into town. They couldn't afford buying any of the cars, but Grandpa would put on his Sunday best, Phoebe put on her nicest dress, and they pretended to be rich folks. Uh, Grandpa would name each car they sat in and tell her about all the engines. Phoebe didn't care much about that. She was more interested in sitting inside the big car with four doors and six side windows, and pretending to drive one home. Wouldn't her pa be surprised if he ever saw her driving by? Mm. A gust of wind howling through the forest reminds Phoebe she's not in dreamland now. Yeah, let's check out this car. 
Yeah, let's examine the car then. Even though I thought that's what we just did. Maybe she was just dreaming. <laughs> um, Phoebe looks at the car again. What an odd thing to find out here. At first glance, Phoebe thinks the car must have been old considering its current condition and location. Surprisingly, this looks like a new 1934 model. Again, I'm not sure how she knows Oh, that's that. creepy. Uh, that is creepy, though. She glances around. There's no road she can see. Why would someone do that? The windows on the driver and passenger sides are smashed. She walks over to the car and peeks inside. That's odd. There's no glass on the seat or the floor. She looks on the ground around the vehicle. No glass on the ground. Phoebe stands back and looks at the Packard again. It's rusted and scratched, but not smashed anywhere. What is up with this car? The car does not appear to have been in an accident. She's surprised to see that the fancy hood ornament still sits proudly above the front grille. Phoebe wonders about its owner, and more importantly, what is this car doing here? We can examine the hood ornament or get in the car. The hood ornament shouldn't take too much time to examine. Yeah, let's check it out. Okay. The hood ornament is intact with a few minor scratches on its chrome. It's a beautiful, long-necked bird standing with its head bowed in graceful curve and its wings spread upright, raised to the sky. Uh, The graceful beauty stands proud on the hood as though ready to greet the wind with graceful flight. So now we get in the car. Damn, there's a lot of reading. Phoebe wonders if the door will open. She grabs the handle on the driver's side and gives it a yank. It refuses to budge. Without warning, a furry critter of some kind leaps out the window. Yow! Phoebe reacts with a startled grunt. As suddenly as it appeared, the creature scurries away, vanishing into the woods. Phoebe peers into the darkness of the forest. What in heaven's name was that? She asks herself. Phoebe reaches out and opens the door. It creaks as it swings open. I thought the door wouldn't budge. I guess the wow. furry creature was holding it shut. <laughs> Let's see. Phoebe peers into the car. It looks as though nothing remains at home. She reaches inside and grabs the car seat. It feels damp and rotted to the touch. She brushes away the leaves on the seat, holding firmly to the seat and resting against the bottom of the window frame. Phoebe lifts herself up and pulls herself into a seated position behind the steering wheel. Then she reaches out and closes the door. The seat is uncomfortable since most of the material is either rotted or torn away by scavengers. Uh... The seat springs under her feel uncomfortable. Well, I bet. God, digging into your thighs like that. Yeah. Nobody wants that. No. She glances around the interior. Rotting leaves and twigs are scattered around the floor and seat. There are bits of cloth and stuffing mixed in with the leaves. The material is arranged and compacted in such a way to suggest that some animal made a tidy nest for itself on the floor of the Packard. Uh, Phoebe shudders at the thought of being trapped inside with whatever tore the seat fabric up. Um, something, or someone, punched out the windows on the driver and passenger sides of the Packard. There's no glass on the seat or the floor of the car, though. A single blow to the front window has caused a network of fine spider cracks reading out from the point of the attack. Uh, the luster of the chrome dashboard has been dulled by rain and sun. There are six circular gauges on the dashboard a cluster of three on one side, and a cluster of three on the other side, uh, closer to the passenger. The largest of the three closest to the driver is a speedometer that goes from 0 to 120. Uh, The remaining two are in a column. One is for the oil pressure, 0 to 75, 
I'm not sure why it's telling me this. And the other reads baseline oil, 0 to 25. Phoebe has no idea what it means. Uh, the needles point to zero on all three. The glass on the other three is cloudy, making the gauges unreadable. Man, I need like a drink of water. Oof, okay. Phoebe glances to her right and sees a long metal rod extending vertically from the floorboard with a small plastic knob at the top. The steering wheel is close to her chest. Underneath the dash to her right is the choke knob. Uh, right in front of her, on the floor, are two pedals. The one on the right is the accelerator pedal. The parking brake is a chrome lever on the floor with a release button on the top. So, we can get out of the car, we can pull the gear shifter, we can move the steering wheel, we can pull on the choke, we can push on the gas pedal, or we can push on the brake release. That one sounds dangerous. This is like one of those missed puzzles where you're presented yeah. with a random set of levers and you have to pull them and push them in the correct order. <laughs> and did they have automatic transmissions in the 1930s? I don't think so. No, that's why we have the uh the choke knob, right? Well, but you need a clutch. Your mom needs a choke knob. Glad I'm not the only one making jokes like that, because that would be really creepy. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if there's some kind of sequence of events here where if we do these in the right order, then it, the car's going to start move or something. Like, if we, put, if we pull on the gear shifter, it might go to neutral. And then if we push on the brake release, then we'll be hmm. free moving. I don't know. What do you guys want to do? You want to try to make the car move? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, let's let's pull on the gear shifter. That's my guess. All right. Let's Go do for it. it. I don't know. We can do try it. it. Phoebe reaches out and takes hold of the gear shift knob. Oh, baby. Uh, she pushes and pulls on it. Oh, baby. Uh, it seems to slip out of gear, and she can freely move the shift around. She tries to jam it back into gear, but it won't move that far. Phoebe takes hold of the plastic gear shift knob at the top of the metal rod. She firmly pulls it back, and it pops out of gear with a grind. She tries to pull or push it back into gear, but it remains loose and won't engage. Hmm. So we're not in any gear, I guess, no? I guess. Alright. So, more or less, I guess we accomplished something. <laughs> yay! Uh, yay, steering wheel, choke, gas pedal, or brake release. Uh, break release. Yeah, let's do break release. Ding, right? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding. Whatever, God. <laughs> uh, Phoebe tells herself, "I wonder if this break works." Famous last words. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she leans over and pushes the button. Suddenly, there's a loud pop, and the brake lever suddenly jumps forward. Something snaps from under the car. Hmm, what was that? She asks aloud. Phoebe leans forward as far as she can to look through the spider-cracked windshield. Uh, as she shifts her weight forward, the old car being slowly rolled down an incline. Oh. <laughs> okay, we got to work. Well, we got to uh, do something. Hey, look at this. I'm driving. She <laughs> shouts at the birds flying by. I just lost the words again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> 
woman drivers. Oh. <laughs> it all starts it here. True. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Phoebe laughs. She tries to steer with the rigid. <laughs> Sorry. She tries to steer with the rigid steering wheel, but it won't move. Crap. Then, without warning, the vehicle suddenly picks up speed, bumping into and tearing down the weeds and saplings as it rockets down the hill. Phoebe holds on to the steering wheel for dear life as she's rocked back and forth in her seat. Gads! Phoebe shouts. She grabs the doorknob and desperately pulls on it, but the door won't budge. I hope we're not going to die. <laughs> is this going like, to go off the cliff? I think this is when we die, guys. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Phoebe slaps. We put so much time into this, too. <laughs> Phoebe slaps at the window and then grabs the steering wheel so firmly that it hurts her hands. She cannot see a thing through the branches blocking the windshield. Uh, a spindly branch passes by and a and its leaves whip up against Phoebe's face. Ow. A panicked squirrel is almost crushed by the Packard's wheels, but leaps out of the way and bolts to safety. Well, I'm glad the damn squirrel is safe. Oh, we're friggin' hurling off a cliff. Phoebe gasps when the old Packard breaks through the surrounding foliage and... Continue. Oh god, I'm too scared to press continue. So scared, in fact, that we are gonna pause here yet again. Uh, in our story and uh, I guess pick up next time in uh, the next episode because the story is even longer than we anticipated so we're going to keep going next time so thanks for listening remember to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk not that because that's from my other podcast and uh, <laughs> that's completely inaccurate and it's late and I apologize but you can also like Funk Radio as well um, this particular one you're listening to go your own way that's facebook.com slash g-y-o-w podcast also go your own way on Facebook or flipping hamburgers not on Facebook uh, uh, iTunes <laughs> it's late um, so yeah tune in next time for the third and hopefully final part bye and remember that this podcast can be used to teach you how to use a 1930s lighthouse. That's true. Woo. That's more than your other podcast can say. No other podcast can say that. All right. Next time. Bye. If you're looking for more magical podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening.